This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Friday edition of the Middle's Edge on the Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Hope you're doing well. Free for all Friday and last day of the work week for us. A lot of things are going on uh, as uh, per usual. <laughs> it's just like we're never going to be able to escape this whirlwind called Transfer Portal. And uh, what's happening with Alabama is just uh, downright getting ugly and uh Tell you, it's just, uh, if you turn on your Twitter machine and there you go. There's going to be some news coming from Tuscaloosa, but we'll get into some of that. We've been kind of prefacing everything about this whole situation. Yesterday we found out about Austin Mack, kind of knew something probably was going to go down. Uh, you sign a quarterback that, or guys committed to you that basically don't really need him. Uh, you like him, but it is what it is. That's what, that's your choice as a coaching staff. That's what he did. Therefore it cost you the number one overall recruit. And the 2024 class, Julian saying a young man that everybody that since we've been on air has been talking nothing but great things about how he was going to replace Jayla Miro, how he was going to be the newest thing happening. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, the responses are totally different. You know, well, we got this guy, the guy that you never do anything about, um, except that Kayla Nabor signed him. So. Uh, we'll get into some of that. We got, uh, we'll take a lot of calls today. We'll definitely take a lot of, uh, responses. You know how we like to roll. We've been doing this for months and months and months because we understand we love engaging with the people and it's more than a phone call, but we like that. 205-342-9904. Or you can download a free app. It's absolutely free on your smartphone, on your Droid, on your Apple, on your iPad, on your Droid device, whatever. It's free. Just download, go to your app store or your play store. And uh, download that, hit Tide 100.9, and you can leave messages there. You can leave voice messages there. Um, so, and uh, we got the best reader on our show, Noah Haynes, who loves to engage and read your thoughts and your comments. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if you want to do it that way. So we got that going for you. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's Art Support Expert. Go by Midtown Village. Check them out over there, Douglas and his gang. Always doing a great job over there. Love to see you. Go see them. 
Let them uh, get your dogs right. Let them get those feet right and those knees right, those hips, the back pain, all of that good stuff. They'll take care of your travel for you. Bye. And uh, they will make sure you have a wonderful, wonderful experience at the Good Feet store. So, uh, where do we go? Of course, we got to go. We're going to talk some basketball, but we got to go with the Christian with the, the biggest news is Julian saying, uh, God has been very out front. The guy has been on his social talking about how important and how excited he was to come and play for the Tide. And uh, a guy, five-star guy, looks great, won awards after awards. Uh, everybody talks about Bryce Young when you talk about the comparison to Julius saying not a big guy in statue, but a guy that's kind of like the Patrick Mahomes, you know, the, the magician, uh, moves around, very, very smart, throws the ball very nicely, uh, can move if he needs to. Now he's in the transfer portal officially. He's in the transfer portal according to Matt Zinner, uh earlier, just about 30 minutes ago, actually. So I'm going to let you start with this one because I know I got some things to say, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you roll with it because, you know, we kind of talked about it last night. And one of the things you brought up uh, before all of this and not on air, but after the air that, well, I hope Julius Sanders or any one of the quarterbacks don't leave based on the commitment with Austin Mack. Yeah, I, I did say that when I first saw the news of Austin Mack transferring in uh, or announcing his commitment again. Austin Mack uh, is a freshman at Washington. Um, I think he was a – I think some people had him as a four-star. I think he's, yeah, he's a four-star uh, prospect uh, coming out. I think I want to say he was top 100. Looks like – it's confusing because all these different sites have different things. But we'll say he was top 100. I think uh, composite, he was around between 50-something and 70-something nationally. Anyway – uh, yeah, you mean, look, a lot of people talk about, you know, him as a, uh, a player with his, you know, size and stature. I mean, he's 6'6", 230 plus pounds. Um, supposedly the guy's a really good athlete, but, um, you know, the, the thing about this is, yeah, I did mention, I was like, well, I just hope that doesn't cause anybody to, to transfer out. Cause I mean, we had been hearing rumblings of, you know, them maybe bringing in a quarterback. Initially though, I think, people were under the impression that they might bring in an experienced guy that they might feel more comfortable with. Some people threw out the name. Uh, what's the guy uh, from uh, Mississippi State? Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, I can't think of his name. He just transferred to Washington. Remind me. Yeah, right. we don't, yeah. Uh, Austin. I mean, I'm no. not Austin. Why am I drawing a blank? Anyway, a kid from Will, Will Rogers. Rogers. There Will Rogers. I was about yeah. to say Will Levy. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's Friday. I got to get going. But And we got so many players. Daggone, you can't keep up with them. I know, I know. So a lot of people are throwing out the name Will Rogers and all these things, but Long story short, this looks like a guy to me that I know people are saying, oh, he's a project guy, this and that. But regardless, so when you bring in a guy at a position, I mean, some some guys might feel a way. Some guys might start saying, hey, well, maybe the writing's on the wall. They're going to want their players in here. Uh, nonetheless, I'm kind of in the middle, as usual. Everybody knows. You might as well call me Christian in the middle Miller, right? But I, if I had to <laughs> guess, I think Julian Sane was kind of on the fence, right? I feel like he was kind of feeling things out. It maybe this kind of was that kind of last push to say, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and leave. I wouldn't be surprised if he already was planning on leaving because, in my opinion, I feel like Julian's saying, you know, he's from the West Coast nine times out of ten, probably ten times out of ten, he's coming here to play for Coach Saban. Coach Saban just retired. It makes sense. Um, but regardless, it's still a big loss. I mean, I, I, I see some people kind of making it seem like, oh, well, I mean, we, we've got other guys. And that's, that's, that is true. But I mean, this is, a, this is a big loss, no matter how you, want to sum it up. I mean, the guy was 
and I, I hate even going off rankings, but he was a top quarterback. But I'm not even just going off that. I'm going off of uh, what people were telling me about how impressed they were. You know, because, again, he was an early enrollee. He practiced with them in their bull prep, right? So they got to see him in right. action against, you know, our college players, right, our talent that we had on, on our roster before all this happened. And they were there. There was a lot of praise about him. A lot of people were really excited about him. And um, there were some comparisons. I hate the comparison thing, but some people were saying, you know, he kind of reminded them a little bit of a Bryce Young, just his ability to spin it. You know, if you look at his high school tape, his creativity, you know, you, you alluded to the magician type attributes that, that Bryce had. So no matter how you put it, it is a big loss. Now, we will we survive this 100 percent. We're going to keep it moving just like we've been doing this whole time with this exodus has been going on here in Tuscaloosa. But um, it is a loss. I mean, I'm still optimistic about our quarterback room regardless. So, I mean, you got Jalen Milroy, you've got Ty Simpson, Dylan Longrigan. Those guys are still there for now. Hopefully <clears throat> we can hold on to those guys. But, you know, it's just I, I think right now, and I was telling you this, I think the, the fan base is just very sensitive right now. It's like you can't say anything. You know, if you're, if you're too optimistic, people are mad. If, if you sound pessimistic, people are, are definitely mad. And so, I mean, it, it, I think right now we just got to just pump the brakes and kind of let the cars fall where they fall. Uh, because, again, I mean, there's going to be more people that leave. The portal is going to open up in spring. And that's typically when, where we've gotten our guys is kind of that post-spring uh, portal opening. So we're definitely going to have an influx of guys coming in uh, because there's so many <laughs> availabilities. And these spots are, are so open right now in this roster. We're going to get an influx of players as well. You just got to be patient, man. And, and I'll just say this. Did did we lose saying strictly because of Austin Mack transferring? I'll be honest, personally, and I don't know this for a fact, I don't think that was the the sole reason he decided to enter the portal. I think he was already flirting with that. I've heard all type of things. Some people saying saying wanted to stay, but the coaching staff kind of drove him out. Some people saying uh, the, the transfer of Austin Mack drove him out. Some people saying it had nothing to do with any of that, and he just wanted to leave the truth is, unless we had Julian say on the show, we don't necessarily know. I think it's probably a combination of a lot of things. But, you know, it's, it's part of you got to keep on rolling. But uh, something we can talk about, too, though, is, you know, this is a big recruiting weekend. There's a lot of guys that will be here. Ryan Williams, I think, is headlining it, at least from a, a prospect standpoint. I think there are several transfer guys. Another cornerback is cornerback from Washington. Yeah, well, I'm saying those Apparently are those transfer guys. I'm saying, like, he, he, Ryan Williams is, you know, the, the recruit, you know, high school guy, I guess I should yeah. say. A lot of these other guys are transfer guys. I wouldn't be shocked if we see some commitments this weekend. I, I mean, I'm sure they're ready to, to hit the ground running on their first, uh, you know, visiting weekend, I guess, whatever you call it these days. So that's going to be something to keep up with. But, yeah, definitely a big loss no matter how you sum it up. People are going to try – some people are going to probably say, oh, just brush it off. No, I mean, dude, it. you just lost a top-ranked quarterback. And it doesn't matter if he was their guy or not. I mean, the, the guy was a heck of a football player, even though he hadn't played football just yet. He had a lot of promise and potential. And anytime you lose one of those guys, it's unfortunate. But we're definitely going to survive and we'll keep on pushing. Okay. <laughs> That's why we go first. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm really, because I'm, I'm really processing, right? I'm processing uh, because I've been saying these things. It's kind of funny. Like, everywhere you turn to on X right now, everybody's using that word Exodus. It's amazing that I used that, you know, in the beginning and the people told me how negative I was. The mass exit is my tweet and now everybody's using that. Well, I said that before this happened. 
I owe you an apology. I, I did I did tell you after I was like, man, I feel like it just comes off kind of negative. But I do think some of the 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 posts before that may have pre- the, the posts that preceded that may have kind of influenced the way we read it. That's an issue about tweets and text. So sometimes you read it certainly. But you're right. I, I will. Publicly. But everybody's using that. No, no, you're now, right. right? That's why I want to publicly say I apologize if if I told you it, it, it came off kind of negative. Because you're right. I'm seeing a lot of articles and people are using the same verbiage, and and I don't really see them getting as much flack as you did on social media. So I want to publicly apologize. Appreciate it. Now, I will say this. Um, here's the situation, Christian. I mean, as former players, and I want to always try to go back to there and putting ourselves in this position, right? Right. And I, I've had this position wasn't because the coach retired, because the coach dies. Yeah. Joe Morrison, right? Same thing. Um, and you get a new staff. Same thing. You have to make decisions. We didn't have the transfer portal. We didn't have all these crazy rules because if you left, you had to sit out. That was just the way it was. So y'all, y'all didn't, did, there wasn't even really an option. Y'all just was like, there oh, was no you, option. Your coach you passed, didn't, if you wanted it to leave. It would be like, well, I didn't play for Sparky Woods and he, you know, I played for this staff, Joe Morrison. Which, Too bad. Which it should have been, right? Because right. I didn't know these guys. I didn't know them from Adam. Now they recruited me, but they were little school. I and mean, I'm getting, you know, power five all across the world, top player, one of the top in the country. Why am I going to go to App State? I mean, Right. You know what I mean? Even I appreciate them recruiting me, but let's be real about it. So that's where they came from. They came from a small school. They came from App State. And, and so you you have all these emotions going on. And every player is talking. Every player is sitting there going, what what we're going to do? Right? Because you've implemented. I'm in my second year when this happened, 1988. I got there in 1987. So you're sitting there and you're going like, what what should we do? What, what am I going to do? I don't know these guys. What... You always talked about this, which is so right. Do I fit into what defensive scheme that Rick Witt at the time is going to run? I'm an outside linebacker. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, do I want to play in this system? And then you got people all around that's getting at you some kind of way. Now, we didn't have sellies back then. The only thing we had to beat for when I first got to school. <laughs> you know, so you could even beat me. <laughs> But they wrote you the thing a letter is, to come to the office. Right. You know, like, <laughs> get a telegram. Right. So the thing is, like, people had a way to, to get to you to, hey, come here, come there, blah, 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 even coaches. Imagine what's happening now. All right. We got to hit a break. But when we come back, I'm going to just tell you what I feel. And I'm going to prepare you right now. You're probably going to like it if you're Mr. Optimistic, Reverend B. Shout out to you. Love you because you love the Lord. But I got to call you out because I think sometimes you can be too optimistic. I think sometimes you have to look at things and be real. But I'm going to tell you what I think happened in this. It's just my opinion. Don't mean it's right, but it's just my opinion. What Julia's saying, I think is one of the second worst things that Kaylin DeBoer has done since he's been here. I'll tell you what I mean. We're going to have a break. Come back. We'll tell you this from the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. 
is my caretaker was very rough with me i thought they did it because i wasn't moving fast enough elder abuse is a crime and together we can stop it if you or someone you know has been abused neglected or exploited call the adult abuse hotline at 1-800-458-7214 that's 1-800-458-7214 sponsored by the alabama department of human resources the department of justice a grant number 18 va vs 050 the aba and this station tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather the sky becoming mostly sunny this afternoon the high today 39 much colder tonight clear with the low at 16 tomorrow we stay below freezing all day sunny with a high at 30 and sunday the sky's sunny the high at 43 i'm james Spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 37 degrees in tuscaloosa this is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we're back here on the Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes behind the glass producing. Hope you're doing well on this Friday. Let me get right into it. Uh, about Julia Sand and my thoughts real quick, and then we'll definitely hear from you as well, 205-342-9904. And don't forget to download that app, Tide 100.9. Leave your questions, thoughts, comments right there. So here's my thing. All right, you come and get this job in Kalen DeBoer, right? And you're following the GOAT. We know all this stuff. No need to rehash all of that. We know the difficulty. We know the recruiting problems. We know all this stuff is going to happen. You look in the rooms. You know, the first, I said that two bad, mad, bad mistakes. First bad mistake was T-Rob. First bad mistake was not retaining. I know you tried. I know people are going to say, well, he, it's too late. That should have been a, a preference. It should have been just like, it has to be done. It had to be like in my conversation with, you know, the AD to burn to, to Nick Saban to who we have to keep. That should have been done right away. And we give him what he needs. Therefore, Georgia's don't even have a chance. And I know we know that there was conversation, things. We knew that. But that should have been handled. That's first bad mistake by Kalen DeBoer. Number two is Julian Say. You don't need a quarterback, right? You got Jalen Hurts, who is, if you believe Vegas, bet nods, the number one guy to win the Heisman Trophy next season, right? We know new offense. We know what Kalen DeBoer, we saw you know, Michael Penix Jr. We've seen the offense. We get it, all that. And many people think that he's not smart enough, don't have the acumen to to play the style of an offense. But nonetheless, this dude can ball. This dude, given the right offense, the right offensive mind, he is a Heisman Trophy type dude. We know that. The evidence is there. We got to guess. We got to think. It's right there. One of the best deep ball throwers in the country. He worked on his game. There's so much more still to be desired for Jalen Milrow. You got Ty Simpson. You got a guy that five-star guy, for whatever you want to call him, right? High, highly rated, sitting there in the wings, decided to stay with Nick Saban before he said, I quit, I give up, I'm done, I retire. He ain't going nowhere. He wants to compete. He won't say, many of you thought that he should be the starter and still do. He's right there, only a sophomore. You have Dylan Lonegren, a guy that we've told you out of our own mouths 
that we feel good about that can play. Yeah, he's a baseball player and all that good stuff, but dude can play some football. He's just looking for opportunity, right? You got all these guys. That's three that's been on your roster. Then Eli Holson, you know, he transfers expected. He has no chance. And here he is. Here comes the incumbent, the incoming, excuse me, the incoming Holly five-star number one recruit out of everybody. Goes in early, goes to California, practice with the team, balling. People love him. This dude can play at this next upper ash level. Okay, that's four. Scholarship, all highly rated, highly ranked. You come in and you bring in a guy that even played yet, Austin Mack. Now, Everybody goes on the comments. You see them. Oh, people, you got Brock Hewitt who played at Washington ESPN. You know, oh, you're going to be, th- I mean, man, when he gets off the bus, he looks like Tarzan. He's 6'6". Six, six. He's he's 240. Looks great. He is a poster child of quarterbacks. He is a rocket passer. He is this and he's that. Reclassified. And he was the, maybe the highest recruiter or recruit that Caitlin DeBoer's ever had. I get all of that. But you don't have a need for that. Because if I'm a coach, I'm looking at all my secondary guys are gone. All my guys are gone. My left, my offensive line, and my best, the future best one is leaving. Number one guy in the country himself at his position. He's probably going back to Iowa. Boy, we got some holes we need to fill. And I go... Worry about a quarterback? What you expect to happen? So I think this dude is like, he bought people all the way. He thought he was going to start. He's got too much in front of him. But when you bring in a guy basically the same as he is, a freshman, another guy, then you got a sophomore, then you got another young guy in Lonegren. I mean, what are you saying? What is the coach saying? The coach basically is telling you, is I like this guy better than you. Mm. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I recruited this guy to Washington. I want him, and he's coming here. And basically, what he's saying is, I like Austin Mack better than the next guy. Maybe he don't like a short, Bryce Young type of quarterback. Maybe he wants a big rocket passer. Right? Who knows? This is my opinions. Just opinions. Not fact. But... I think it was a mistake because what happens is recruits are going to look at it and be like, dang. And I'm telling you, this happens. They're going to look at it and be like, dang. Bruh. He got all these dudes. What? I mean, you're going to do that right there? You don't think people on that team that he's already been present are looking at, bro, like, oh, you're going to go bring your guy in and and just disrespect to me the slap in the face? You gonna disrespect Julian saying by bringing this guy in? This is what's being talked about amongst the fellas. So that's why I'm calling this a mistake. I'm not saying Austin Mack might be a Heisman Trophy winner one day. He might be. But I'm just saying, looking at this particular situation now is not a good decision. And now somebody else is gonna get that fruit. Maybe Clemson, maybe Central Florida. Maybe Texas. Central Florida. 
Well, that's what people said. That's that, those are teams Julian that are highly. Saying? Yeah, because of Gus Malzahn. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the, I, but he can go there and play, I'll probably. You are. Well, let me actually let me rephrase this. I'm 80% let, let me right rephrase this. If, if Julian Sand was anticipating being here and he didn't have any plans of leaving, right, then you're 100% right. The only the argument I would say to what you're saying is he might have already been on his way out and maybe just maybe the coaching staff, either they had that itch that he was going to leave, they had – uh, you know, they had an idea that that was probably going to be the case. You see what I'm saying? If that's if that's what it was, then I wouldn't necessarily put that on Coach DeBoer. Now, if they didn't know and they just made that decision, they didn't. But, again, I mean, I'd imagine that they've started talking to all these players. Maybe they spoke with Julian Sand and said, you know, hey, in that conversation, they had a feeling that he probably was going to leave. Or he he already was going to leave all along, maybe. I, I don't know. That's that's That'd be my only argument. I just don't want to pin it only on him. If we don't really know the whole story, you, you know what I'm saying? That that that'd be my only thing. Other than that, though, but well, if, but but if Julian Sam was supposed to be here or planned on being here, and there was no uh, conversation about any of that, right? Then I then I would agree with you because I don't care how much potential somebody has just because of their measurables and all this stuff. I'm gonna stick with a guy that to me is again, and I, none of these guys are proven because neither one of them have played at this level yet. However. Right. To me, I, I would stick with the guy like Julian Sam. But again, we don't know. I, I mean, maybe we just need, <laughs> need but to. That's your, I mean, but here's it, Alabama. When you talk about guys staying, right? When you talk about guys, players, and you get mad at players for leaving, this is a point right here, right? That's why I said slap in the face. I am blaming him on this one because he is the guy in charge. I mean, to me, bad decision. Now, could this turn out to be beauty? Yes. But but right now, as it stands today here in January, this is a bad decision on Kalen DeBoer's part. Would you feel that and, way? Would you still feel that, that same way if Julian Sand already anticipated leaving? Because that's a possibility. If he's going to leave, then he's going to leave. No, I wouldn't but, feel that way. So that's what then, but that's what I'm saying. But, I, but that's, that's not what from people that I talked to earlier. I got text message today that said basically the opposite, that coach did not want Julian Sand. But they kind of and they had him that. They had a meeting. What I've heard is people that, that I'm just telling you, they had a meeting. Family player did not like one what he was saying because coach liked Austin Matt better. And the fact that that was the case, he made it seem like that the kid basically is behind the eight ball, behind even the kid that he brought in from California. So... Now that, that's, now that, that, that that's probably hearsay. That's what I people that I know that know stuff right. told me when I said that this is more he was pushed out. Julius Sand did not want to leave Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He was excited about being here, and I think Julius Sand called. Yes, I think he thought that he had a real opportunity to do something special here. So uh, that's why it up and happened this way. We had no thought about Julius saying leaving the program until we heard Austin Mack was committed to Alabama. Then we everybody didn't went, have a thought, though. We did. That's what I'm saying. I, I but I'm saying, but I'm, most I, people didn't. You know, but now everybody's saying, well, you know, everybody got their opinions. That's the great thing about social media. But they're so wrong, a lot of them. They're so wrong. Fair. But the thing is, the bottom line is this. I hate what was happening in Alabama. I hate it. Because I think it's just 
the fact that you give everybody in America 30 days to just do what they do and these players is, it is, it's atrocious. I mean, this is just horrible. Mm. And yeah, it may happen to Michigan if Jim Harbaugh goes to the LA Chargers, but this was happening right now. And I, and I asked this earlier, Alabama, 67% of this roster that we've known before the board guy is going to be gone. And you can tell me, well, the portal's going to open back up. It's kind of like, you ever been to like, um, Black Friday or, you know, one of a big sales? Love Black Friday. Right. But not, but you're not the one that's out there at 3.30 a.m. in the line in the cold waiting to open the door to open the best spot, right? Ah, when I was younger. But, but the, the, feeling, the feeling is this, what I'm telling you. It's like when you go into a place that got, or even a garage or, or, or you know, or, or one of these big time sales, right? And you miss all the good stuff. They still stuff in the house. There's still stuff in Best Buy. But it's been picked over. It's been picked over. It's been people that look at, oh, I want that. And they're going to offer you a discount. Half off on Sunday when you go to those sales. Right? This is the same thing. Alabama and, the, and after spring practice is like the sales. Everything's been picked over. You're going to be forced to kind of get stuff that you really wouldn't normally get. You mean post-spring? That's what's going to happen. In the spring, yeah. No, no, it opens up. More players go. I know, but a lot of this stuff, but the, the bigger transactions are already going to be happening is what I'm saying. What do you mean by, what do you mean by that? Because the big guys, the bigger guys going to be already with somebody. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think all the guys. Look that, at the, the spring is never like I it feel is. like the big guys. Like we've never seen nothing like this. After spring. It's not. I promise you. Look, there'll be Maybe some not guys. as many, but, but what? But and don't act like, I mean, we can't act like Alabama's going to go just have their, their choice. So even if they is open, well, you know what it's open for? It's open for everybody else. Well, obviously it's not going to be perfect. Obviously you want to retain as many people as possible. I'm just saying right now the they, they don't really the only choices they have are guys that were already in the portal, right? Cuz it's closed. That's what I was going to say. My only other argument when you were talking about early like, well, why'd they go get a quarterback? Well, they, they, there's all, they, they can't there's not many people to really choose from right now. I get But the, you don't have to choose from somebody if you don't need them. I, I, get, I get that, but I, I was just saying. You got, like, you got, you're a Nike guy. You're a dunk guy. I mean, your your shoe game is your shoe game is flawless, right? Mm-hmm. I ain't like it. I mean, do you really need another pair of dunks? No, I stopped buying them. Yeah, I stopped buying them. That's what I'm saying. But I, <laughs> my point. That's what. I mean, I mean, you go up in your room. I mean, you got stacks of rolls of dunks. You ain't even. I mean, tags on them. You ain't even wore the shoe. Right. That's my point. No, Why are you going to get, get something you point. don't? I get that point. I'm just saying, just make sure we consider the fact, though, that there's only so many guys in the portal. You can't just, you know what I mean, like it, until the portal opens back up. That's all I'm saying. Right. But you're right, though. I would have I would have loved to see them at least get, if they're going to take somebody from Washington, I would have loved that cornerback because I'm pretty sure. We, we, That's my point. We you should have got five guys. That, I would have been doing right like now, this. Uh, Anybody else? Today, in? I would have been riding with you, Coach DeBoer. I would anybody else beside a quarterback, I'd have been riding with you. Listen, here's my thing before we go to break. Christian, what was the final score of the championship game? Uh, dude, I don't even remember. I think they scored, th- I think that offense, that high flying offense, and they scored 13 points. I don't remember. Who knows? So all I know is they gave up like my 300, point is 300 yards. They can't play no defense against a team that plays smash mouth football. And you, this is the essence. Y'all want to do evidence. The evidence, when it mattered, championship game, when it mattered, UW, Washington, 
that offensive line, the Joe Moore Award guys, when they play the real defense, they had some dudes on it. <laughs> Go look at the evidence. Don't tell me what they did to some sorry offensive line or defensive line in the Pac-12 that don't really play defense. But look what the Pac-12 Washington team did against Michigan. Then it did Alabama too. My point is, you better go find somewhere to play defense. If you think you're going to win games 55 to 48, that ain't going to work in the SEC. When we come back, we got a lot of out messages. Uh, people want to talk about it. We got messages on our YouTube extra as well. Please uh, get on either app. We love you. We love to hear from you. We're coming back. This is the Middle's Edge. We just keep it real right here. Y'all gonna sit here and play Love It Dove It Kumbaya with Kalen DeBoer and everything he does is right and this is the greatest staff and all this. We just gonna just tell you how we feel. Not personal. Not personal. But that's what y'all want us to do is talk football, talk ball, and that's what we're gonna do the best that we can do. This is Middle's Edge on Tide 1.9, AM WTBC. Back in a moment, Christian Corey, Noah Haynes. Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, presented by Brian Harden Construction. A free-for-all Friday starts at 2 o'clock. We'll have a chance to feature Brent Beard and some other great guests. Your phone calls and a lot more starting here on The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9-1230. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. You know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Corey Miller, Christian Villanova, Hayes, Tide 100.9, 1230 AM, WTBC. Free download of those questions on that app, Tide 100.9. It's absolutely free. I know people think I'm, uh, you know, oh, but I'm tired of the negativity. Why? What would he do, Jam? I mean, it's true. It's not, not negative. It is, I think it's, it is the tonality. It's the it's, way, it's, it's, it, I'm not going to lie. It's the tonality. It's the way I, I, I hear what you're saying. You're making valid points, but it, it almost sounds like... Like, it's almost like, I'm not saying it's the case, but it's almost like you're happy that it's not working out. You know what I mean? Like, it, the way it sounds. I'm not happy. We're no, happy. no. But that's what I'm telling you how people are perceiving it. I hate it. this. It's, it's, I, just, it's, I hate like, this. Like said, it's, it's, it's the tone. It's almost like, it's like, yeah, see, see, they're, they're not going to. It just sounds like, you know what I mean? Like, that. that's what it is. I told you. I told you so other to see somebody else. It's the tone. Everybody's agreeing. With it. It's the tonality. You just, you're making valid points. I agree. When they played a defense like Michigan outside of the Pac-12, who was, you know, again, very impressive. We saw how their defense did against us, right? You got you to gotta pay them their respects. You know, it, it, it presented a challenge. But, again, I mean, I just, to be fair, Michigan kind of did that to our offense, too. We come from the SEC. So. Oh, I, I said that. I'm just calling a spade a spade. I just thank got, you, thank look. you, Bailey. Thank you, Bailey. People that's hating people on Corey for speaking the truth. I mean, look. right? That's that's all it is. That's all it is because this is what people like this. When anytime you deal with social media, which is why I love it, and I, people have that. Right? The the total optimistic fans they don't want to hear it. 
That's, they no, want no, to that, hear that, that's true, but no, but listen. They want to hear that the sky is blue and everything. You sure. know, it's like I'm a preacher. I can go into church and I can preach that everything is going to be all right. Lord, no, I, can give do, you, right? I can give you that. Yeah, right. And I do preach that way too. <laughs> but at the same time, I can also tell you that the, the <laughs> you know, listen, what's, what is the problem when you sin? Right? The wages of sin is death. I mean, I, you don't also have to preach that. That's true. But then there's a gift. Right. Fair, fair. So, so you got to do both. It's not like I'm, I'm hoping you think I'm hoping for you idiots. And I'm sorry. And you've been an idiot. If you think I'm being negative, I don't care. I mean, I drove my tail down there 4 a.m. in the morning to see Christian play numerous times. Man, you're coming to watch game. me play. Wait, what is that? <laughs> well, but you what is that? I mean, dude. Man, come on. I mean, like. But boy, what I'm saying is it don't matter. I went to numerous championships. I went across this world from, so don't tell me that. You, you don't, you don't, I have a lot more than many of you invested with this football team in my short term. I promise you that. So my point is this. It ain't nothing about that. It's like sometimes you just have to be real. And the real is that I am, this is my opinion. And I preface, it's my opinion. They made a mistake in bringing this kid in. That's all I'm saying. It ain't, I'm not I negative with being valid points. I, no, I, negative would be the presentation. Like this team is, is never, it's the tonality. If I had come on here and said, Caleb Nabor never gonna win. Caleb Nabor can't coach in this conference. Caleb Nabor, he'll never be a, that's been negative. I've never said that. I'm dealing with what's at hand and I'm giving an opinion to it. That's why I said, yeah, even like the spring, you know, the blue light Kmart special is picked over. There'll be some good things still. You might find a deal, but there'll be less good things. That's that's being real about the whole thing, and, and about the game before we get to the app message here with Noah. No, and, and it's and like I my point is they need to focus on defense because what we do know out of all these championships, we can go back. What high powered offense has really won national championships without having a pretty daggum good defense? Right, Michigan was very heavily defense. Right. Heavily defense. Georgia, the last two years, all the players that they had to go in the first round was defense. Right? You go into Alabama in 20, uh, COVID year. Defense. Yeah, they had a nice offense. Mac Jones and boys, they was good. But they had a heck of a defense. All the years you played, we talk about the offense in the second draft was great. But, but they had to play defense. Defense still wins championships regardless of what people say. So that's all I'm saying. I love the offense. You got to adapt. We praise Nick Saban for adapting and getting away from three yards in the cloud of dust. But the reality is you better have some dudes that can stop some people. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss would have been better if they'd have had a better defense. They'd have some some dudes on the defensive side. They won some games like against Ole Miss in the 50s. But when it came down to it, they didn't have the dudes to play defense. So all I'm saying is to me in the conference that it's about the trenches and a conference that's about the linemen, my focus I think will be more on that at this particular point and not a quarterback, which I don't need. That's all I'm saying. And that's that's not hating on him. That's just giving my opinion of what this whole situation. I I mean I'm I'm a gamecock, I'm one hundred and fifty percent but I pull out of you should. You're in the Hall of Fame in, in South Carolina. No, that's like sure. 11 o'clock. The women's basketball pulling. So don't tell me all this hate and stuff. Y'all have been ridiculous with that. All right, let's go to Noah Haynes, the best reader in Alabama. This is what I'm sure about. He reads better than anybody. These messages on Tide 100.9, the app is flawless. Noah? 
Yeah, so we have a couple people chiming in on the Mac and Sand situation. Uh, so we say, Hick from Southside says, what if the Mac kid just wanted to come play for, for Coach? Uh, was Coach supposed to just tell him no? Uh, absolutely. Coaches tell players no <laughs> all the time. Trust me, you, you might not hear about it, but they definitely do. And then, no, first first of all, he wouldn't even, if, they, if the coaches didn't extend that to him, he wouldn't be here. He can't just say, hey, I'm going to Alabama without getting signed off or approved. Um, and again, it, it, and I saw people, some people thinking, oh, well, this is the right move because he knows the system. Well, folks, I hate to break to you, but he's not going to be the starting quarterback this season. So that means everybody else that's already here that doesn't know the system now is going to have to learn it. So next year, which might be the earliest the guy might compete for the starting job, everybody's already going to have a year under their belt in the system, which he only has six months because he just enrolled in like August, if that. So that's not really an argument. What we're saying is, you know, there's definitely some more positions of needs. My argument to that is there just might, there just might not be the guys they need ready right now. They do have some guys in the portal, like the cornerback from Washington. But again, those guys will be on visits. I think we'll pick up some commitments this weekend. Um, I, I'm not like opposed completely against them bringing a guy. And my thing was, if it did trigger a guy like Julian saying leaving, I I agree that is the wrong move. However, we don't know the conversations that that were made. Some reports are saying that they discussed things with Julian saying and felt that he wasn't necessarily their type of guy or the guy, and they kind of pushed him out. Other reports are saying that he already planned on leaving. We don't know, but it just it, it, that's what I'm saying. Right now with hearsay, I, I, I'm not going to finger point without having any true facts. That's just me personally. We have another one, Noah? Uh, we just have Greg uh, seems to agree with, uh, with with Corey. He says, I've been saying the same thing since this hire, talking about just everything Kind of everything going, going, on. going on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. right now in the fan base, you've got people that are 100% optimistic about every single thing, and they and – they, inflate it to what they want it to be and then you've got people that are very negative and like oh this isn't good enough this isn't yeah, greg you, says this was a self-inflicted mistake of huge proportions <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean look so right now that's why i said the fan base right now is, is very sensitive it's almost split but then that's why i try to be the voice of reason and i i i know it might get old i know it, I, people can call me a politician but that's not just doing it to appease people that's truly how i am about anything i've been like that just because i feel like Half the time we overreact about things, and guess what? None of it ends up even happening happening any way of the way we imagined it, not even close. Sometimes it may, but most of the time it doesn't. Sometimes it works out better than what we imagined. Sometimes it works out worse, and sometimes, I mean, it's not even cl- like That's why I've always had the approach. And I remember talking to Scotty uh, Hollins, who, who works here with, with uh, like FCA, and, and he's like a chaplain for athletics, right? Don't get too high. Don't get too low. That's why I said to me, these these hires, I think they're solid hires, right? Would I have loved to, to have a little bit more experience in some areas here and there, this and that? Sure, right? But again, I'm not going to sit there and say, it's, oh, it's not going to work because that's not true. I think it definitely can work. Everybody once, you know, was a smaller name. Everybody had to work their way up, even the big name guys. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and call every single thing a home run because that's just not realistic, right? That's right. not. I think. And that's, and that's and when what, we look back, what, no, I mean that's where that's where you're going with it. And I'm just saying, a year from now it'll be a little bit easier. Two years, it'll be a little bit safer to say, oh, that was a home run. Oh, that was this, right? I just don't think it's fair to say. I, I think some, like I said, it just got it's a split. Some people a little bit. Too well, and I get I get upset. Well. To be honest, truth be told, to all of you, I get upset when I because I go listen to a lot of different shows. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I want to hear perspectives. I want to hear what people are saying, not just here in Tuscaloosa or wherever. You know, I go around and, and just kind of get a pulse of the fan base and different things like that. Not that I take and receive what they're allowed. I mean, and I'm not disrespecting the fans, but fans are fans, right? I mean, but then I go listen to people in the business that actually get paid to do this. And I don't like it when everybody's put the positive spin on something that they really don't know. Right, and that, I think, I just think that bothers me. I'm just telling you, it angers me. And I've always had a problem with media that even here in South Carolina, because that's why I got out of the media here, because I was not going to be the dude that's going to be the part of Joe Blow all the time. If I couldn't be myself and you can't hire me to, to, to use all the freaking years that I played this game in the trenches, that I coached this game, I studied this game, all the years that I've invested of my life, and then you want to tell me what I can and can't say, I want no part of it. And that's my whole thing. Then you get, and I understand who you work for. I understand that, I understand that you got a pen and a pencil, so to speak, or dictaphone or whatever you use, your phone, and you're, but you're a fan. You're a fan. Do you really give them the, the due diligence, the service of being real sometimes? You, do, you, don't, really, you don't want to, you don't like the bias in the media. All times. right. That's fair. Right. I don't like that. I like, that's why, you know, people, people that will say stuff that you don't like, well, it hurts. The truth hurts. Right. But I'd rather have that. That's why I said I always love Bill Parcells. I love coaches that will just tell you the truth. They're going to shoot you straight. Coaches that can shoot you straight. You knew where you stood. You knew if I don't play good, I'm going to get cut. Right. He tell people, listen, you got this game Sunday. If you don't do such, 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 then what? You won't be here Monday. I heard it. I like that. Now, some people are like, oh man, he's rude. He's negative. No, he's just truthful. And that's me. I always said this when it came to racism. I rather tell, I rather would know somebody is racist than not racist. I just would wish you would tell me you don't like me because I'm a certain color or I'm a certain build or whatever. At least I know. Now I know. Better than you trying to hide something and tell me something that's not true. That's just how I roll. This is the Bill's Edge. We're on the Tide 120.9. You're on the phone, 205-342-9904. We got that coming at you. Next break. Noah, Christian, the P.O. Pissville. We'll be back in a moment. Inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Monday morning on the Gary Harris Show, we'll recap the weekend. Will any more Alabama football players go in the portal? We'll discuss. We'll have Rodney Orr from TiderInsider.com, Tider Insider TV, and uh, we'll be wrapping up the weekend NFL playoffs and much more to discuss on Monday's Gary Harris Show, beginning at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 39. Much colder tonight. Clear with a low at 16. Tomorrow we stay below freezing all day. Sunny with a high at 30. And Sunday, the sky's sunny. The high at 43. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to Taiwan. I love dancing. We know you know you know you got you're on your game today, bro. Friday you got you feeling so good tonight. You, 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 got, you got a guest in the in the studio. Is, is this your little oh. brother Noah? Yeah, it's my brother Jack. Y'all look just alike. Look, Noah's got a little guest in there. So that, that's what he's showing out for his uh, Jack. Well, he's on his game today. Nice to Noah, meet you, Jack. Hey, Noah, are you taking Jack to the strip or something? No, no. Uh, I'm showing Jack the ropes on how to produce for a sports show. He might want to do this whenever he graduates from high school. So we'll see. That's awesome. How old is Jack? Uh, 16. Turned 17 this year, though, right? Nice. And Jack, stay away from the strip. (laughs) Take him to Pizza Hut or something. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm just kidding. All right, 205-342-9904. No, Angel, we got on the phone. We got Coach West up first. I like Coach West. He was good the other day. Coach West, welcome in, sir. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, Coach West? Well... I'm like a hundred percent with Corey and I've always been that way because that's how I feel. But the thing I keep trying to say to people is, you know, the board may be good, but it's like, you can't fail me on Indiana and Washington. We were in a down year with Alabama and we were a subpar team and we took Michigan much further than they did. And that so-called offense didn't do anything. You know, the quarterback was the same guy that was in Indiana. So if you try to come down here with that pretty offense, there's no way you can survive in the SEC with that. Like, there's no in-the-pocket quarterback that will survive without getting his block knocked off, playing against anything that we have to. And I, and, I, and another thing, too, is I don't like how Saban left. Christian, you played with him, and everything Saban has done has been calculated. And to me, it feels like, was it just set up, hey, if this guy makes it, you got the same age and whatever, hey, maybe we can just slide him right on in. And I don't think it worked. And I don't think it was yeah. a good idea. And, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. But Nick has never just been one just to drop the bomb just like that. He's always been calculated. Everything he's done, and you know that, Christian, because you played for him, and you know exactly how the guy is. And I've watched him for these 17 years, and I've never seen him just abruptly do anything. Yeah. But I'm just sitting saying, you know, like, why would he leave? We had a great defense coming back, great offense coming back. We had everything coming back, you know? And yeah. now I'm just sitting there looking like I'm, these new guys will come in. I'm just like... I don't know. I'm 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 not sold. I'm not even close. I'm gonna give him a chance because that's my team, and I'm gonna ride with him because I've been there through the surely years and everything else. But I'm right. not 100 percent sold that if you try to come down here with that spread offense like they did with the Houston Cougars years ago, it's gonna be ugly. Yeah, and then I, I get what you're saying about you know how how process oriented Coach Saban is, how detailed he is. Uh, only thing is, I'm not gonna beat him up on any of that because. Uh, look, here, here's the thing. You said uh, you don't understand why he retired because of the guys coming back and the roster. But but the truth is, I mean, Coach Saban's 72 years old. He's been doing a long time. And, and the way he works, man, his work ethic, 
uh, is is unlike anybody that I've seen. I mean, even at his age, I mean, he's up here, you know, for that was like seven thirty staff meeting, whenever it is. I mean, he's not leaving until like nine something at night. I mean, he's a grinder, right? I mean, my best friends on the coaching staff. I mean, I know everybody in the building. I'm always in the building, right? I mean, that dude works his tail off, and it, it really just became grueling for him. We talked about last season, right? I mean. You know, Kevin Steele, they brought in, he was older, you know, he just retired himself. Uh, he was, you know, I guess they anticipated him contributing a little bit more than he ended up actually contributing. You know, T-Rob had a lot of responsibility. I mean, Coach Saban had to have a lot more hands on. And um, with that being said, I mean, look, it was the right time for him in, in his mind now. He did make that split second decision. He, he actually said, yeah, you know, he went into that team meeting five minutes before, not sure which speech he was going to give, whether it was the one to say, Hey, this is a new year. This, these are our goals. This is our vision for this upcoming season. Or, you know, Hey guys, uh, I'm going to step down. And ultimately he went with the ladder. So yeah, and I can't beat him up on that. And, and the truth is, I don't think there would be a perfect time or situation or circumstance for him to retire. I mean, my dad mentioned, you know, him doing the victory lap. I, just, I think still the 2025 kids would say, hey, Coach Saban's not going to be there. Still some of the freshmen probably would still want to leave because, hey, we're going to be without Coach Saban the next couple of years. But, you know, the, I, in my opinion, the perfect, not even perfect, but maybe the best scenario, which wasn't a possibility or an option, would have probably been have a, a coach in waiting, a guy that we were grooming to be the next head coach. But we didn't have that, unfortunately. So th- that that would be the only thing I would say to, to that, Coach West. But I, I, I understand you know, how it feels right now um, with everything going on. But, you know, he's he's put so much work in, and you know, in this town, this community, and, and with us players and, and building this foundation that, man, I can't, I can't even fault him, man. I understand that, that, you know, things are a little, I wouldn't say muddy right now, but they are kind of muddy right now. <laughs> but I... I can't, I can't beat him up, Coach Weather. I just can't, man. I, I just, I'm not trying to beat him up or anything, but it's just like, it's just, right. it's kind of funny how it went about. And it's like, you know, my mom says coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Mm. And is this coincidence? Mm. Because it's that's just, good, it's just the way one. it went about. But I mean, it's, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to sit back and just, and just see how it rides. Well, I mean, Coach Weather, Coach Weather, I said the same thing too, just to be honest with you, because, and yeah. I said this uh, maybe two or three shows ago. I was because I didn't want people to think I was beating Coach Saban up. But I, what I said was it wasn't a good timing. Was not good timing, right. but unknowing. You know what I mean? Like he didn't know. I mean, he's you know imagine the emotions that he was going through. Right? He's been doing this for so long. Uh, trust, trust, time, but, he, he did not right. want to go give that speech. Right? right. I, I mean, I he, he know what was at stake. He knew that these guys were at Alabama. I love the A. But the A at this point, these guys were playing for Coach Saban. Right. And, you know, I and Christian tell you, he said, talk about this all the time. When he was getting recruited, I always said, in your decision making, you're making a decision that's going to be 30, 40, 50 years, not three, four, five years. That's right. right. Because right. you do the right thing, you're going to always be connected to this program. And that's what I always tell all the kids that I work with. You know, when you're making a decision, I always would tell them, don't make a decision based on the man. Just like I tell people in the church, if you make a decision to join a church based on the pastor, whether T.D. Jakes or Joel Osteen or your local pastor, then you're making the wrong decision. You should be making that decision for totally something different because man is is, is, is going to fail. Man is going to uh, fall short of the glory of God. Man is going to going to upset you, disappoint you. God doesn't do that, right? And I always say that because what we're seeing right now. You know, it's hard not to, to follow the man because the man's been leading this program, but now he leaves. You know, these kids are going, well, 
shoot, I came, you know, Caleb Downs said, just and his father, Gary Downs, my teammate, former New York Giants. He said, well, we went to Alabama because he wanted to play for Coach Saban. He just said it. He said it. Yeah. And that's why it's easy for them to leave. So it's just hard. I mean, it is a hard place. I hate it for Alabama. I hate it for these young men. I hate it so much for all of these fans because this is where we are with college football, and it just goes to show you I think something will be changed because of what's happening in Alabama because this is this is just not right. It really isn't. I mean, we're just getting picked apart, and I mean, and I, that offensive line wasn't wasn't great, and we'll lose a few guys. So I mean, there's there's some serious holes that got to be filled, especially on defense. And I mean, I was excited about what we had coming back, you know. I was. Uh, I mean, I, I, I listen. I said I predicted them to win a national championship last year, this past yeah, season. Yeah, People laughed yeah. at me, but I knew they had the potential. And and you alluded to this that they took Michigan to champions. The overtime, they had a seven-point lead less than three minutes ago in that ball game. Alabama was winning, and, and they could have beat Washington, right? It's like that's how close they were and a young football team. So when you look at it, you go, man, we were on the verge of, of winning more championships yeah. and, and, and bringing this number two recruiting class. And then, you know, Nate was always great on handpicking, transfer portal guy, maybe three, four guys, you know, to fill a need, to fill a void. He was great at that. He was one of the best at that. And you know they were going to be right back. And now you got a 12-team playoff, which gives you even more of an opportunity yep. to uh, achieve your goals. So it stinks. I was excited. I haven't been that excited since, you know what I mean, when we had uh, Williams and Christian on the, on, the, on the opposite side, that defense coming back. And it's been a while since we had something like that. And I was just like, man, now what? But, you know, fellas, <laughs> I love what you guys are doing. You know what I mean? Just keep Appreciate doing you, what brother. you're doing, fellas. You know, we're going to keep know, it real, man. We know we roll tide, and it's all about the glory. You know, we appreciate the platform God has given us. We enjoy what we do. We're passionate about what we do. Uh, again, there's no hate to uh, Alabama or anything like that. It's just, yeah. but you got, we believe in being honest. Christian does it a little nicer than I do. I'm old school, so I'm a little bit rough around the edges, but praise <laughs> the Lord. He loves me anyway. Um, but, I mean, it, but, it's, but it's, you know, I'm, when I get off here, I'm going to go to the gym because, you know, Christian wants to take his jacket off and stuff. And so like, oh, sorry, you know? sorry, Good luck, to you, bro. Kill me. Come on, hey, I tried hey, that one time. Firing people to change, you know, to get. Yeah, I see more workout good, comments man. like this dude in, in the studio with a tank top on all tatted yeah, up. So I, I tried it one I time. I'm from the gym. That's why I'm coming from the gym. Oh, so okay, I okay. Okay. Oh, so you hot and you sweating all that? Yes, so you sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, bless. Have a great weekend. All right. You know, I I was trying to lift with you down at Alabama. We was in the weight room over there, and I. Put 350 pounds on there, and I about tore up my rope potato cuff, man. Yeah, no, I mean, but you, you, you had it going yeah. for a minute. You, I mean, you used to be throwing. Everybody used to be. It's like blown away when you. Everybody, away, like, all the boys at Bama was looking at me like, man, your pops got what pops just strong. Yeah, and then I about ripped my rotator cuff out trying to hang with them young. So, Coach West, I, I don't know if you go to the gym, get you some bands. That's what I lift with, not them little bands. Smart bands, ibuprofen. Yeah. I got it all. That's right. <laughs> I right, have a good one, brother. Appreciate we got to go to the top right, down break. When we come yes, back, sir. we'll continue this conversation uh, wherever you want to go. When the phone lines are open, 205-342-9904. Don't forget the free download, Tide 100.9. We do it that we way. Got, and oh, I forgot YouTube. to tell you, we've got big Alphonse Shank Taylor coming up in about a couple minutes. So stay tuned. We're going to get his thoughts on that well, tweet you put so up. you done messed up my whole Like I couldn't even tease, right, because you didn't even tell me. I forgot. I forgot. that I, I, I just got it confirmed. My bad. Here we go. See what I do? We gotta be. We gotta go. Break.
back in a moment. <laughs> WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. The Atlanta Falcons continue to zero in on Bill Belichick. The Athletic reports Belichick is their top candidate to become head coach, flying him into town last night with more meetings on deck. NFL media reports Ravens tight end Mark Andrews is not expected to be activated for the playoff game against the Texans. Bills receiver Stephon Diggs will practice in a limited capacity today, but coach Sean McDermott said he is not concerned about Diggs' availability for Sunday. He's been dealing with a foot ailment. ESPN reports Alabama freshman quarterback Julian Sayan, the top-ranked QB in the class of 2024, will enter the transfer portal. In baseball, former Cardinals all-star Matt Carpenter is returning to St. Louis on a one-year deal. And finally, Sports Illustrated's publisher has laid off the vast majority of its staff, casting doubt on the future of the 70-year-old publication. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Into this Friday edition of the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, Corey Miller. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, head on over to the Good Feet Store now in Midtown Village. Check those guys out. Or you can always go to the Good Feet Store. It's a website that's goodfeet.com, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. We are now joined by a former teammate of mine, a guy that, you know, we talk about playing in the trenches. Uh, he was the epitome of the trenches. Big Alphonse, Shank Taylor. I, I, I would just say national champion, but I think you won two. You might have won three, Shank. How many did you win? Uh, I only got two, man. You know, <laughs> only, yeah. only have two. <laughs> that's that, that's the standard here. We we say we oh we only got two national championships. But yeah, we're joined by my teammate, my friend Alphonse Shank Taylor. Uh, we were both a part of the 2015 national championship team. So hope you're doing well, man. It's been a while. Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, coaching ball now. You know, man, two kids. Uh, life's been good to me, man, post-football. So I have zero complaints. That's what's up, man. I'm glad to hear that, man. Coach Shank, man. So we got Coach Shank now with us. And uh, I wanted to catch up with you because, you know, obviously want to see how you're doing. But also you went viral on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, you went viral for one of your tweets, man. And you are talking about basically players entering the transfer portal. Now, we, we know – Things are different. Like when we were there, I mean, we were a tight knit brotherhood. We could probably count on our hands how many guys transferred in and out of the program the whole time we were in school. But it's different now. And so you put out a tweet. Uh, it says a day ago. I think it was two days. It was, it was on the seventeenth. Yeah, so two days ago, you said players transfer every day. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is being one game away from the national championship game. And instead of running it back, you transfer. On top of that, you get a coach who was just in the national championship game. It's no longer about winning. Is there is so what when you and obviously I, I I agree with a lot of that, but do you want to break that down, kind of where that came from? Your thoughts on that, Shane? Yeah, man. And so my deal is, you know, like I said, people transfer every day. That's not the issue, especially with how the transfer portal is. My big thing was, 
we we had day one starters that are looking to go elsewhere. Like we just didn't win eleven games. Like we weren't just right there, almost ready to win it all. You know. Yeah. And uh, like you said, things have changed from when we played because I feel like if that was us, everybody would have been like, "All right, we didn't hit our goal this season. Now let's put our head down and work, and let's get back to it and get to where we're trying to go next year." Right? Yeah. That's not necessarily the case now, man. I and don't get me wrong. I understand Saban retired and guys went to play at Alabama for Saban, whatever that be the case or not. And I mean, I see things different. Whether Saban would have retired there while I was there or not, I probably would have stayed because I'm an in-state kid and Alabama's history is bigger than when Saban was there. You know. Yeah. Uh, but in that same sense, if you came to play for Saban, if you came to be a part of that process and take on those ideals, then. Ideally, Saban would want you to stay, I feel like, and he'd want you to finish what you started and continue to build with your brothers that were there. And to see guys, like I said, that were day one starters looking to go elsewhere, it just it just kind of took me aback, man. And I just didn't understand it, and I couldn't relate to it. And, I mean, I understand that college football is more so a business now than it is guys that want to continue their education and play ball for the love of the sport. I, I completely understand that. But at the same time, you would still think there's some type of pride that wants you there to, you know, cement your legacy and do things your way instead of just go jump ship and join another program. And so that's that's just how I felt about it, man. You know, I felt like they had unfinished business that they could have came back and taken care of. And, you know, like, the new coaching staff that's coming in, it's not like we hired a bunch of nobody. Uh, the boys' record, 104 and, what, 12? Yeah. You know, he's a proven winner no matter where he goes. And so to be left in the hands of a guy like that and he's bringing in top-tier coaches, uh, I would have I liked to see guys give it at least a year, give it a chance, and to see what Saban sees and uh, put your trust in Saban if that's who you came to play for. And, you know, but that's not the case. And, I mean, and that's okay, man. Coach Shank, Corey Miller, Christian's father here with you. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for being a part of our show. Um, how do I say this? Well, you know, I'm hearing that culturally football, and we know this, and I, I went on a rant months ago about this, and I, I do believe that and you're a coach, right, that kids are not the same. And Nick Saban joked in a press conference, they don't make them like they used to, and he had the scar on his face, right? But right. basically he's right. Like, kids are different. Kids are culturally different. Kids don't, kids don't appreciate what you, you're saying kids don't appreciate the, the 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 name on the front of the jersey anymore. The logo, they don't care about that. Kids care about the brand. Kids care about the bag. Kids care about you know how can I up up my game, right? That's the reality of it. And when we end this situation now that the system called transfer portal allow or affords kids to be able to leave when they want to, especially now with Bama, they're going to chase that bag. A lot of them are going to be. Uh, you know, that got to do that and not like what you're saying. I love what you're saying. But unfortunately, that's not the kids that, that's on the roster anymore, right? And right. and as a former Alabama national champion, I mean, how how do you get that message even more across just despite doing a video, which has went viral? But do you think those kids even listen to that? Or are they just are they going to say like they tell me, like, oh, you're too old school. You just don't have no clue. Yeah, man, I don't. I mean, I feel like I'm just probably beating a dead horse and talking to a wall at this point. You know, uh, that's, that's not what kids are about nowadays. 
And I mean, and if you do find kids that are about that, then, you know, guys like Tyler Booker and Jalen Milrow who decided to stay, who wants to carry on the standards, that they helped build, you know. Uh, it wasn't just riding the wave. You know, they're actually bought into what Satan was saying, and they're bought into the Alabama brand. And, and that's rare now. It, it's very rare. And But at the same time, with NIL being the way it is, uh, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to turn down 500K or whatever it may be uh, to jump ship. Mm. Man, but, but like I said, me being an Alabama kid myself and knowing the history of Bama and, uh, you know, I probably still would have stayed just because that name on the front of the jersey has always meant something to me, and it still does to this day. Absolutely, man. And you, you definitely wore it with pride. And speaking of that, when you uh, just a two two question uh, deal for you. So first, when you look at this offense line, is there anybody on the line that you feel kind of resembles your game or that you're a big fan of? And two, I want to ask you, and I don't know how many interactions you might have had, but you were at South Alabama at one point. Did you spend time with Coach Womack when you were there? Yeah, so I was actually part of Womack's uh, academic staff for athletics, man. I worked I worked only with football, and I worked on the offensive side of the ball. And nice. so I worked, you know, I worked hand-in-hand with Womack and getting those guys right, getting them graduated and making sure they stayed eligible. Nice. Uh, man, he's a great guy, man. He's a great guy to work with, a great guy to be around. And he knows, he knows ball. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, he built something strong down here at South Alabama. And I'm looking forward to see uh, Coach Major Applewhite continue that. No doubt. Is there is there anybody on that offensive line right now that we've got at Alabama that you feel kind of resembles your game or that you're a big fan of? Man, I'm I'm a Tyler Booker fan right now. Mm. Yeah, we, me we too. Rocking, we, we rocking with Tyler Booker, man. Uh, you know, I want to see the kid continue to improve. But uh, I mean, as far as my game goes, you know me, man. I was high energy and. I just wanted to maul people. Yeah. That was nothing that was <laughs> about my game, you know. But no that's the way it had to be when you block for guys like that, Henry, right? Yeah. Um, you didn't have time to, to finesse and be in the way. You, you got to roll grade and make stuff happen, man. And, but I think Tyler Booker has that, and I want to see that from him this year. Alphonse Taylor is our guest here on the Miller's Edge, two-time national champion. He was a mauler, as you just heard on the offensive line. He was. Well, and, big um, shake, man. Yeah, we, um, I would say, you know, uh, someone just said on the YouTube that you talk about Jaden Roberts. That dude like a cartoon character. I mean, that yeah, dude's scary. Dude. I don't, I don't want to like meet him in the, in the alley at <laughs> night. I mean, that dude would be scary to like run up against. You know what I mean? I ain't been scared of nobody, bro. I, I played against a dude, but when I look at that dude, I'm like, I don't know, bro. I'm about to step back. I'm about to get something in my hand for him. Uh, but let's um, let's talk about uh, you talked about Coach Womack and, and coming here. We talked to uh, uh, a guy that covered Pat Greenwood, who covers uh, South Alabama, does the games on ESPN two. Had gave us a lot of great, a lot of great information. But when you talk about this new staff, put yourself in the shoes. You talked about you know Saban and playing for him, the standard, the process. Now you get a new guy that you don't know. Right, you get a new guy that's from the West Coast, Pacific Northwest. Don't know the area, so to speak. Here, just tell us what would your thinking be, though, in that locker room. I mean, would you be more like the, the Tyler Book who stands out and trying to keep guys together, or would you have some questions on your own because you, you haven't been recruited by this guy and you don't really know nothing about his staff? Well, I mean, first off, you're playing at the University of Alabama, so obviously you're good enough to play for this guy that's coming in, right? Yep. And, and second off, I mean, I would say, 
like I said, I'd give it at least a year to try to fill it out and see how things go. And if if me and that guy just don't mess and things don't work out, then I'd be looking to go elsewhere. But, you know, guys that aren't even giving him a chance because they feel like they got a whole new coaching staff and they're transferring, well, what do you think you're going to get when you transfer a whole new coaching staff plus a whole new list of teammates? So that's weird with that being one of their reasons for transferring. But I would definitely fill them out, uh, fill out the new staff, and see how things go. That's fair. That, that, that's and that's, that would be my approach as a player. Like, but to be fair, like you mentioned, I mean, if somebody was hanging 500k over my head in a in a Mercedes Benz to to go to Georgia, not gonna lie. <laughs> no, that's a Lambo. But but Shank, Shank, you couldn't fit in the Lambo, bro. You got to figure another car. Out. <laughs> they had to get Shank. Uh, yeah, fifty or something. <laughs> oh man, but, but Shank, yeah, I guess before we let you go, and I appreciate you, you joining us, man. I know you got a busy schedule, but. I guess before we let you go, but I guess that's that's the the million dollar question. Literally, man, put you on the spot. I know you, you kind of alluded to it, but I'm gonna give you a little scenario. All right, say you're in these right. shoes, right? New coach comes in. You, you're Alabama through and through, but you're you're, you're a prideful guy. You, you took great pride in playing. You're like myself. You're from Alabama. If if let's say a, a title contender, they they call your phone. They call you know high school coach phone and say, hey. We we got we got seven hundred k for Big Shank to put his name in the portal, and we just said hey, we got to go do uh, the big body bends because the Lambo is a little small. The big body bends seven hundred k. You taking that to go to that other contender during this this madness? Or are you gonna you gonna stick it out and you're gonna be Alabama through and through? That's tough, man. That's that's a double edged sword. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Double edged sword. Did you know? With me, like, all right, let's go ahead and say it. I'm, I'm staying, man, because let's, you know, in this day and age, let's not act like I wouldn't be getting paid anyway. So let's. Right. Let's oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, I, I should have threw that in the equation. Alabama's going yeah, to give you 200K because their NIL might not be what the other programs. So they're, they're going to give give you what they can. They got you 200K. Yeah, I mean, you give me 200K, man, I can stay at Bama, you know, and things are good. I'll stay. I'll stay because my mindset is, anyway, going to a place like Alabama, NFL is a big goal, right? Yeah. You know, NFL is a big goal. So you got me on full scholarship. You gave him, you know, I could probably get a car to the deal some kind of way. Give me 200K, I'll go get my own car. That's fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> mm. Nah, you don't know. You let them give you the car, bro. Listen, I'll say before we let you go, I got to say that. I mean, I'm sitting here. If you go on YouTube, you go back and watch it, you probably see my facial reaction when you said that. Because I don't know any brother that I played with <laughs> that going to turn down seven. See, I ain't smart. Hey, look, now, South Carolina, thinking, I went to, I went to blood, the Gamecocks. Man. Listen, I went to South Carolina, University of South Carolina, and I don't claim to be real smart. Right? But I know 700 is more than 200 <laughs> plus a car. And I know that based on what all these people have been telling me, you know, you got to get your education because – you know, less than 1% of all college athletes will get a chance to play in the National Football League. Therefore, maybe I got a 99% chance, Shank, that I can't even sniff the NFL. So if I got a chance right now today to make 700 stacks, I mean, that's what these kids are dealing with. I, I'm telling you right now, I would have forgot about South Carolina real quick. For 700, <laughs> but you know, I would have said not South Carolina. Man. You're, not, you're not as solid as Shank, man. Uh, I don't know. What I was, I was broke. I was broke. <laughs> like I said, I'm not mad. I'm not mad for guys that are transferring. I'm not mad at all. I don't want nobody to miss me, 
misconstrue that. I'm not mad. I wish them the best, man. You know, it's just it's just a different. It's a pride thing for me, man. It's a pride thing for me. Um, but like I said, I'm a Bama kid, man. And so if I can yeah. stay home, 200k, and like I'm thinking NFL, and like I, I'll put it this way. If we could take that 2015 team and give them NIL, mm. our offensive line just won the Joe Moore Award. That's right. Henry on the you don't think I'd be able to get more than 200K at them? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a hey, look, man. Bro, that, that's, I'd have gave you more. I'd have gave you more, Shaq. I'd have gave you 350. Man, look, I've been thinking about it. it 2015, we had NIL. I, whole offensive line would have had an endorsement deal with AHA. Oh, yeah. Easily. And we would have did pancakes of the week. Because we were grimy. That whole offensive line was grimy. Yep. Mm. You're right. And, and, so and you've been eating I, a lot of pancakes with blueberries and strawberries on the top. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Whatever they want me to do. Man. But that's, just, that's my mindset about it, man. It's, it's more than one way to skin a cat. Is the old I thing. respect that, bro. That, that's, that's, that's totally different going against the grain in this particular situation. But mad love and respect for you for that, Shane, because... I know Alabama fans that are listening would wish that a lot of these guys like Julian Sane and all these other guys, you know, Caleb Downs would have had that same approach. But unfortunately, it is a it's a new era of football. No doubt. Well, Shane, man, we appreciate you, man. Like I said, I know you're busy, but thank you so much for hopping on kind of last minute. But uh, glad you're doing well, man. We had to catch up again. But, man, you're welcome on anytime. Anytime you want to come talk some ball, you're welcome to come on the show or the yeah, podcast. Man. Be a regular. Talk some you. ball with us. We, gotta, we need some offensive line help. If, you, if you're into coaching, you said coaching. Um, yeah, go we'll see. We, we need to be some – we need to maul some people. That's right. Most definitely, yeah. man. I'm happy to be on anytime. Thank y'all for having me. And as always, roll tide. Yes, sir. Roll, roll tide, Shank. Big Alphonse Shank Taylor just joined us, man. That good stuff, man. Always love catching up with those guys, man. It kind of makes me kind of reminisce about the old four school. times, we man. Old, old school, school man. Yeah. Shank even had the old school face mask, man. And granted, I was yeah. I was a young pup. I was. Did he used to have a towel on all the time? And, yeah, he had a towel. I, didn't, I was, you know, I was doing my yeah. special teams thing that year. But when I was on that scout field, man, Shank be pulling. I was like, oh hell. But even with Dominic Jackson, right up, tackle. Oh, I can't do that in practice, man. Hey. would have need some ice when I finished with him. <laughs> I would have been, been cutting him up. Boy, you talk about it. Well, we had some 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 big old boys on that line in 2015. He's right though, man. That that they won the Joe Moore War that year, man. That they were they were paving the way for Derrick Henry, man. So I I hate that we didn't have nil back then because I mean my my I mean I was on special teams. I wouldn't have been making nothing. But those guys, could you imagine what Derrick Henry would have been making? <laughs> Come on, man. Derrick Henry? Oh, dude, he would have been. Listen, but Shane, I ain't going to lie to you. Shane, if you watch his replay, buddy, look at, look at me right here. 700,000. I know you love Batman. I know you're a Batman kid. Unless your mama and them had some real strong bank accounts, <laughs> I think your mama would have put you in the headlock you turned out. <laughs> like I said, I, man, he's, he's solid, man. Bama threw nah, it. Nah, I love it. I love that about him. We got to hit a break. Come back. We'll get back into this conversation. We'll talk about some basketball. Alabama, Nate Oates, basketball team. Huge game tomorrow. Tennessee, they're undefeated, man. They're doing their thing, but can they keep it rolling against the volunteers of good old Rocky Top? We'll get to some of that if you want to. Plus, NFL playoffs, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Can he get it done against a rookie who everybody's impressed with? We'll talk about that some, too, as well. Right here at the Mills Edge on Tide, 100.9, a.m. WTBC. And thanks to Afonso Shank Taylor for his comments and uh, real good stuff. Back in a moment.
365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this state. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 39. Much colder tonight. Clear with the low at 16. Tomorrow we stay below freezing all day. Sunny with a high at 30. And Sunday, the sky's sunny. The high at 43. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 38 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. But you ain't looking at no other dudes Cause you love me I'm sorry, baby So you think about a chance <laughs> And we're back <laughs> Oh boy, Noah Haynes doing this thing in the studio He feel like he's in the DJ booth I know, he's doing, he's doing oh. a good job hey, Real quick before you, you get to that I, I pose a question to the chat, to our YouTube chat. Again, we're, we're live as well on our YouTube channel, at the Miller's Edge. So appreciate everybody in the stream here. I pose a question over there real quick. What would they do in that scenario that we just asked Shane? The 200K to stay at Bama? Uh, given the scenario, right, that, that you know, Coach Saban just left, all, all these pieces are moving right now, or title contender comes, comes knocking 700K in a car. I'm going to be honest, man. All these people are saying they want to take the 700K. A lot of these are saying yeah. people that have been kind of getting on some of these players now. But there were, there were a couple people that said they got Bama in their blood. They're going to stick to the 200. So I, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, but, but which, which one of those <laughs> folks going to give you some money when the NFL don't work out and you broke? Here's my point. No, I no, tell no, no, look, you're, not, you're not wrong because as much as we talk about NIL, I mean, everybody knows I played here at Alabama. We don't have... I don't think we have any former boosters, or not boosters, or not former, but we don't think we have any real boosters or people connected to the program necessarily sponsoring our show. I mean, so you're not wrong in that sense. So kind of, once you are gone, I mean, it ain't it ain't the same. Yeah. That, that, that is fair. Other than no, actually, you know, Andrew, Andrew Sports Medicine with Dr. Kane, Andrews, all those, all those men, they are a proud sponsor of our show. Love those guys. Give me Took the care of me and my body while I was in school, and then they still do great work. I just saw Dr. Kane operate on Mac Wilson. You know, after the season, all these NFL guys got to get got to get cleaned up. So, shout out to Andrew Sports Medicine, man. They uh, they are a proud sponsor of our show. Very good people. Yeah, that's right. There we go. That's right. Thank you, Noah. Well, well deserved. I mean, they they be like, you need some of these stats. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get some stats? Hey, you want to come and play? To uh, All right, dog. Crazy, man. crazy, crazy, crazy world. Let's get to the phone lines. No, I forget. You told me what was up. App messages. App messages. App messages. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah, we got a couple app messages. Uh, KJ is going back to the conversation about uh, Julian Sand and Austin Mack. He says it's no guarantee any player will stay. They clearly liked Austin Mack. What if they passed the guy they liked and Ty and Julian Sand would have left it a week later? DeBoer is between a rock and a hard place. I agree with that last part. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. Like, that's yeah. the same thing I said about the fan base right now. I mean, you can't. Can't please everybody right now. I mean, it is, right now, ev- everything is just all over the place. But, I mean, that's a fair point, too. They like the guy. I mean, there's no guarantees anybody's going to be around. However, 
if it was me and I knew and just say that saying planned and anticipated being here, I wouldn't have brought somebody in. That's just me, though. I'm not the coach. But like you just said, KJ, no one knows. And for all we know, uh, Sam might have already anticipated leaving because, again, I'm pretty sure he was probably a guy, a guy coming from the West Coast. He might have been an Alabama fan, but let's face it, he was probably coming here to play for Coach Saban. Just like a lot of these guys that come from other places outside of the state we're, we're, we're doing. They're pretty much trying to come to play for Coach Saban. So that's fair. Is there another one, Noah? Yeah, we got an interesting one from Rodney and Gordo. He was asking a little bit about what uh, Saban's first two recruiting classes, where they ranked, and that is um, 2017 was 12th and the 2018 was 3rd. And he says he's thinking our next two will be the same. He's calling it now. So he thinks the next – whoops, I'm sorry. He's, I, he's thinking uh, this this incoming recruiting class will be 12th around there. Oh, you mean, so you so, mean 2025 recruiting class? Yes. Uh, uh, I think they'll be well, lower, and then it'll jump back up when, after DeBoer. Do me a favor. What's the highest recruiting class that Caleb DeBoer had at Washington? Well, he was only there two years, and I don't even know. Well, the first right. one what's, technically what's count, or, or how long was he? Uh, so look that up. I can tell you a little bit while Noah does. I did look it up, and I want to say one of the years I saw something like 95th or like 90-something. However, they only had like 10 players signed. And maybe I was looking at something wrong. I looked this up several days ago, so I'll let Noah actually get that in detail. But it, I think they were so, so low. When I say low, I mean like 95th out of whatever the number was because of the number. They only had like like 10 signees. Not sure what that was about or what it was, but maybe Noah will find that. Then the other one was uh, top 30, I think. Um, so he's not, he, has, he has no idea what it means. But but but, but but again, to, five, to be fair, three. to be fair, he was newer at Washington. It's, we're talking about Seattle, Washington, man. I mean, it's harder to get guys. To I, go I, play I understand, Washington. and I, yeah. I get that. But the point is, this is a, that's why I was just saying, not negative. We're just saying this is a whole nother spectrum from them because the SEC is different. I mean, there's a reason that we we chant bowl games, SEC, SEC, and we put up, hey, it just means more. It just means more. Because these are some daggum dogs in recruiting. Right. There's a reason why they put up the, the graphics, right, with all these players from the SEC getting drafted. And they beat, have so many more than other conferences. There's a reason. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that he can't, guys. I'm not saying. I'm saying that the challenge is steep. Right. And I know you get easy for us to say when we want somebody to succeed. It's easy for us to say, hey, He's been a winner everywhere he's been. That's what all of the pundits say. That's what the fans. Oh, he's been a winner in the other. He's been to, a winner in the To this, to this point, he has. But you're saying this is a whole other beast, but, 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 This but is a whole other beast. I'm just saying that's a whole other animal. Right. You know, you have you climbed this mountain yet, right? We haven't seen him climb this mountain. That's why I said I can't go out there like that until I see it with my own eyes. And then when I'm seeing it, when I see him work, when I see recruiting change and he's getting dudes, I'll be the first one to be giving him a straight love. But right. I'm not going to uh, you know, prognosticate and say that, oh, the staff is this and, and uh, this was this. So Washington was ranked 23rd overall last year. Yeah, 2023. No, and I, but right. tw- I think it was 2022, I believe, that I looked at where right. they were way They're down. They're not horrible, I, but that. I mean, so my, my point is that's going to be the challenge. Right, that that is going to be the challenge. Not that he can't. Negative thinking would be 
Candleboy can't recruit Southeast Conference. I've yeah, never yeah, said in, that. In 2022, uh, composite, they were 102. Like right, so ranked 102. 23. They only had 10 commits in 2022. Again, so I don't know if it's something to do with when he got there. That's like the timing. Commits, yeah. You can't really count. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, but yeah. the, you asked the question. I mean, no, those are the two years. So. But he probably, you know, again, Dylan Johnson, all these guys that he went to national championship was transfer portal guys. Right, so, so the running back uh, was a transfer portal guy. Pennix came in from Indiana. Then, right. So these are transfer portal what guys. About, so what about the receivers? Yeah, it's easy to to mask certain things because of the portal. If you know what you want, what you need. So I'm not saying that he can't. We're just saying that the difficult. Uh, it's a difficult transition when you come from that part of the world to this part of the world. Not that he can't. Right. And right. so he's he just going to have a tough time doing it because all these other people. Georgians, the Texans, the people that we've been seeing just raiding Alabama's roster right now, but they're here. And now you're going up against them, and you just can't walk in and just say, hey, I've been successful everywhere else. You don't walk in to, to, to the southeast and just go in and take over. That ain't going to happen. Right. That ain't going to happen. So that's all I'm saying. It's going to be tough for them. We're giving, you know, we can talk about Captain Morgan, his GM, who's uh, been good and all that. That's a good thing to have, but you're going up against a lot of other good dudes. Right, that's got credibility. That's got years and years of relationship. So it's not as easy as people are just tweeting and exing about. It's not that easy that you just show up and and, and think that this is going to happen. And, and I'm just concerned. I don't. I'm not worried about Alabama offensively because I think Caleb DeBoer is an offensive mind. I think Grubbs is an offensive mind that they're going to get what they need. They got the guys who they like. They'll find those guys, and I think they'll have some success in offense. My concern is defensively. My concern is I don't feel I'm just going to be honest with you. And I know what, uh, you know, Alphonse said and all that. I mean, I don't feel about what they're doing defensively. And they got former coaches from smaller conferences. One coach who had nothing but a losing record. You can tell me coach hit the Cowboys a year, but I think he got fired from that job. But the thing is, like, I don't feel good yet defensively about what they're doing. Offensively, I feel a little bit better because there is a lot more proof there. But defensively, I think if you're real, I like to have some dudes that kind of like I can don't have to use Wikipedia to find out about. I'm just saying that. I mean, the dudes that get up deep, I'll be like, breaking news, Alabama is hard. Oh, what's the name? Right, but I mean. But I'm like, you know, what is, I got to go to Wikipedia. Not saying that they can't, they can't. Not saying that they won't be able to. But it don't make me feel good to date. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it makes sense. But at the same time, I think the more I kind of did some more research, I like the, the, the Buffalo coach they hired, I think Mo Linguist, just given... Uh, yeah, his head coaching record wasn't great, but I like that he does have. We talked about some SEC experience. He coached at Mississippi State, coached at A and M. Those are positives for me. It's cool that he can say he coached in the NFL. That's something that recruits might you know find some interest in. I watched some videos of some interviews he did. In my opinion, he 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 seemed like a very relatable guy. I think I, to me, I thought for a position coach, I think he might be co DC as well. I thought that was a pretty decent hire. Um, and then Womack, I don't know enough about him. I, I think you're right. I mean, when you talk about Alabama as such a prominent university, I probably would have felt more comfortable with someone with a little bit more, I wouldn't say, I just maybe a little bit more proven at this level. 
I'm not saying he can't be a good coach. I think he will be a good coach. But I think that would have made me feel more comfortable just what about my initial the, reaction. The secondary guy, the new guy. Yeah, they just, guy. Which we didn't really announce. But, uh, yeah, right, uh, Hitchler, we'll talk about that coming up. But From Wisconsin. Yeah, co-defensive co coordinator. Again, he's supposed to be a really good How coach. How many co-defensive coordinators he got? Well, no, I'm saying he was the co-defensive coordinator uh -huh. when they hired him at Wisconsin. Again, from what I've heard and read, he's a really good coach. But at the same time, he's still, in my, I would classify him as kind of up and coming. He's only been at Wisconsin for a year, or I think a year, and then he was at... It's just Alabama, man. At, and the no, 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 that's, that's what I was about to say. It's it's Alabama. Well, then, we got to settle for FBS and group of five coaches. That's That, to me, is a problem. That's just me. I mean, it's like, you're Alabama. Who don't want to say that? Should, we should have the premier secondary coordinator. I get what you're saying. But you should be able to get the best of the best, man. It's Alabama. But you got to go, oh, he's an up-and-comer. Right. I don't think you got too many up-and-comers. They're, they're used to the coming. <laughs> we right. come. Like the other, they come. The tide is rolling. That's all I'm saying. That um, I mean, I would have went after the guy from Iowa. Been nothing but great. They paid him a lot of money to keep him. But that guy at Iowa would have been amazing. He'd he, he do his thing out there. They couldn't score a point. But, man, he hold, he he do his job on defense, that's for sure. All right, another time out, we come back. Your phone call, 205-342-9904. Uh, we got a lot of questions on YouTube. Maybe we'll address some of these real quickly. Uh, what about Nate Oates? Y'all feel good about Nate Oates? Let's talk about something positive. The basketball team, men's basketball team, undefeated in the SEC. Tennessee. Good old Rocky Top. We're coming back in a moment. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Right. Receiving unemployment, your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. That's right. We do it every Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. It's the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports. I'm Martin Houston. And I'm Xavier Houston. Join us on Monday. We're bringing Kenneth Smith to continue to talk about Kalen DeBoer and the hire and all of the coaches and players he will be bringing in. Those conversations and more right here on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Well, in case you didn't know, no one's playing some um, <clears throat> baby making music. <clears throat> I'm just trying to get you more people to come here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I believe that. I had so many things in my mind when you said that, um, but I'll leave that alone. Good yep. job. <laughs> yeah, please. Listen. Hey, <laughs> go ahead and read. No, do your thing, man. I, I, we'll have to do some app messages, right? 
Let's do that. Taiwan 3.9 free download on your smartphone, on your computer app, all that good stuff. I mean, uh, smart tablet, app, phone. There you go. Exactly. So, exactly. Go ahead. Can you take guest former Alabama O line off the screen on YouTube, please, Christian? Huh? He he, he gone. Oh, he's, he's just let Noah read and let me do my job. You want you want to do it? You want to <laughs> oh, read? Oh gosh! Go ahead, Noah. All right, so we got an app message from Carlton in Maryland. He says that the question about the NFL playoffs is in the rookie win against one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, and the best team in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. So he's talking a little bit about that. Uh, I don't know if we have any responses to that. Well, listen. Yeah, go ahead. Lamar Jackson is going to be the NFL MVP, right? And that will be his second MVP in his short career. And Baltimore is playing football like I like to play football, right? I don't like to spread you out playing basketball on grass. I like the fact that you utilize tight ends. They still have a fullback. They run the ball. They got a quarterback that's electric that can do some things uh, when he wants to do. Uh, do them, right? But yet he looks to throw the football down the field. Very, very special year for Baltimore. Um, they're going to take on the Houston Texans, which is a big surprise. When you look at, uh, the recruits, uh, excuse me, the draft picks that they've had, Will Anderson Jr. having a phenomenal year. You might have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year on that one team. That's unheard of, right? Uh, those, those boys have been nothing but special. Um, uh, uh, the Bama connection there with the Houston Texans, you know you want to pull for that. But they're playing the Baltimore Ravens. They were excellent last week, but unfortunately I think uh, uh, where everything is bigger in Texas, they're going to be home next week on the playoff couch. <laughs> mm. I think it comes to the end. Uh, but a phenomenal year. There's no doubt phenomenal year. The draft picks were amazing. The team was amazing. And uh, you applaud the year that they've had. But at the same time, you know, the Ravens, I think they're destined to get to the Super Bowl and, and probably win it. So Lamar Jackson will be able to do his thing. Respect. Yep. Uh, we got another app message, Johnson, South Carolina, talking about the conversation we've been talking about the whole show. He says, we said Brian Kelly wouldn't be able to recruit at LSU. We were wrong. I'll just wait and see with DeBoer. Well, he loved his family. You know, Brian Kelly was about the video, spinning around and how to put his arm around and folks, you know, I'm so happy to be down here in Baton Rouge with my family. Yeah, like faking the accent. That was a little weird. Yeah. And then he was yeah, like dancing weird. with the recruits. Um, but, it's LS, but, but it's LSU for one. You know, you got to win. This is a small state, right? Alabama, Nick Saban has been great going plucking some of their best talent from LSU or from Louisiana. Um, we never said he could. Again, let me rephrase. We're not saying, or I'm not saying Corey Miller that Kalen DeBoer can't recruit. What I said was it's going to be extremely difficult. Um, and LSU, Brian Kelly's done a nice job. And by the way, he may not be there. Let's see what happens with Jim Harbaugh. I feel he like they want to promote from within with the, the the offensive coordinator, but maybe not. But only, the only thing about the difference, though, between Brian Kelly and, and DeBoer also, <laughs> though, is Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame for, like, years, right? And I know that's I know that's not the South, Southeast, whatever, but I feel like you have a much better chance of being recruited by Notre Dame and also some of these Southeast schools than you would have watched in the past couple of years. I mean, DeBoer was only at Washington like two years. Then before that, he was at, what was it, uh, San Diego? Fresno State. Fresno, I'm sorry, Fresno State. Um, so, again, that that's a little bit different, but I, I get that. People did say that about Brian Indiana. Kelly. 
Yeah, so they did say that, but again, like my dad said, I'm not. I think he will do solid at recruiting. Will it be what Coach Saban's been doing? I don't think so, personally. Um, just to be honest, you know, like Coach Saban was Coach Saban. We've learned that Coach Saban was the sell for the most part. So, do I think we'll be you know every year top two recruiting class? No, I think we can. We have a chance to kind of stay within the top ten as long as we go about. Uh, doing it the right way, getting the right guys involved. We, we're seeing guys like Denzel Duvall, Josh Chapman, those guys having boots on the ground. Jamie Mosley, right, working Mobile, working uh, the state of Alabama. That's huge. That's going to be critical because you got to win the in-state battle first and foremost. Alabama has a plethora of talent in this state. You've got to win that battle. That's huge. And it starts this weekend. you got Ryan Williams, former commit uh, wide receiver. Guys are saying that he could be a program changer like Julio Jones. Um, so – that's that's a guy. Hey, that's a must. Get. Yeah, he's if, a must. If he wants some excitement, um, some excitement back in in the program, if he could land Ryan Williams this weekend, this will this will put this fan base on. I mean, they're going to be on top of a mountain. I mean, why would why wouldn't he come here at this point though? I mean, he's got a chance to really cement himself in this new era, right? I mean, <clears> so hey, no. Play that music for me called Money, Money, Money. <laughs> yes, you you got to throw it all on him, right? I mean, you got to you got to do whatever you got to do to get this guy on campus, right? I mean, because, I mean, he, when I say like Julio Jones, I mean, he's physically not, not the same. He's more of, from what I was told, kind of like that Calvin Ridley type, like just very just planting, cutting on a dime, right? Julio was that, that big body. But but this guy is incredible, game changer. And you you got to get this guy. So, Listen, I, I joked on that. <laughs> you got to have it. if Alabama it ain't the A no more it ain't Nick Saban no more you heard all these guys and we came to play for Coach Saban we came because the standard at Alabama guess what it isn't happening no more so what you got to do you got to back up that truck boom, 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 boom. get the address roll up in the back of that truck with that truck and start doing like that hmm if you're not on air, you can't see this, but that's what you got to start doing. How much you need? Why don't you do it? Ryan, Come on, Ryan Williams. You signed up for Alabama? How much you need? Ryan, how much you need? And so that's what you got to do. I mean, the thing is, I love what, what Alphonse said. I love the mauling. I love the towel he used to wear around his hips. But this is a new crop of kids. And if you ain't got no money, that's why Greg Byrne is rocking Yay, Alabama. Chris, instead of wearing that tank top and your guns out and all the tattoos. Yeah, oh, they're more than welcome to sponsor the show. I, I, you I, should I go to Yay, Alabama collab, and but. tell our good friend Aaron Suttles that you need <laughs> some, 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 uh, three quarter zip. They need to add, yay, me, Alabama. They need to add me to the collective. I'll, I mean, I'll cause Greg Burns is basically, Greg Burns, I mean, he's like, hey, it's, it's offering something. Hey, Lord, hey, Lord, put your money in that bag. <laughs> All oh, we need. Oh, we gotta build a bigger church. We need a bigger sanctuary. <laughs> Look at your neighbor, slap him high five, and tell him Bama is in desperate need. Alabama. Alabama don't have no collective dollars. <laughs> Look at your sponsor and tell him sponsor this kid and sponsor that kid. Oh, Nick Saban, I know you said you're retired, but. Uh, Look at your Mercedes Benz store and tell them, huh, can I get about 12 G wagons? Huh? Can I tell them, Ryan Williams, these are G wagons? You want him to commit to give him a G wagon to drive back home? That's how. You- <laughs> 
I mean, this is what you gotta do. Money, money, money. Ain't nothing like the love of money. It's, it's called the root of all evil. But in this day of college football, it's got to be the money. Must be the money that's turning me on. Must be the money that make me say I'm committed. Must be the money that say I roll, Tyro. It's the money. So if you want to hear another sermon, call it the money. I'm so, good. I think I'm good. I've, I've had enough. All right, we got to go to break. Final break. <laughs> I think everybody's What's good. What's wrong with these kids, man? I All we can do is laugh about it and have a good time. All right, final break. We'll be back. This is the Lazarus on the One hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The money. Coming up next on the Stingray Show. Calling all Crimson Tide football fans, I'm personally inviting you to join in on the Stingray Show Friday evening when we will be joined by former Tuscaloosa County High School fullback who took his talents to the University of Alabama from 2003 through 2006. I'm talking about the dynamic fullback Leron McLean will join us on the Friday evening edition of the Stingray Show. Make sure you tune in. Tune in to the Stingray Show, Friday nights, 6 to 7 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 39. Much colder tonight, clear with a low at 16. Tomorrow we stay below freezing all day, sunny with a high at 30. And Sunday, the sky's sunny, the high at 43. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 38 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Unfortunately, uh, that's what college football is all about, all about right now. Uh, money, money, money in the rich man's world. And listen, in all seriousness, <laughs> go see Aaron Shuttles, go online. Hey, can we get the line and put it up there, the uh, address so folks that want to join, uh, yay, Alabama? We invite you to. We, we, we encourage you to do that. And again, um, I work with a collective here with the University of South Carolina. I'm just being honest with you. I know the importance of it. Don't like it, but in all seriousness, Alabama needs all the help you can get because you have to look at what's sustainable and what's not sustainable. What's not sustainable is going to boosters all the time over and over every single year asking them for money. That's not sustainable. What's sustainable if you build a model that from everybody giving a little bit and not asking for a lot, but just giving a little bit, giving up one cup of coffee a week. Like for me, I go to Starbucks every day. So if I gave up, you know, one cup of coffee a week, that's 20 bucks a month, 25 bucks a month. So I can say, hey, I will give that to Yale Alabama. I mean, and, and if you get, you know, 100,000 people doing that, you at least have a good, good comfort zone of money that you can definitely help your team. And, and, and just to be honest with you, all these guys are not getting up. We talked 700 and 500,000. Most guys are not getting that kind of money. Right. They're not. It's some of the bigger guys. So no matter what you hear out there, 
um, you know, you're not getting that kind of money. That's not that's not real real numbers. Real quick, just shift gears. It's our last segment. Uh, I went to the women's basketball game last night, and I it was really good. I, it was the largest crowd in women's basketball history in Coleman, I believe. Um, about look, man, five thousand. It was about five thousand plus, but it, I mean, it was man. In that first half, they 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 were up by one going into the half, and then unfortunately, the second half, those LSU girls kind of got it together. But talk about man, they, they've got some studs. I don't LSU's like the LSU's man. coaches are annoying. Gosh, she's annoying. Yeah, she uh, she got the drip though. She had the jacket, the the tire jacket. But I mean, it, no, she always wears something fancy. Yeah, she is. Let's she is. go, girls. That's right, Noah. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I will say, man, I I enjoyed it uh, last uh, last night, but it, it was. I was hoping we could have pulled that one out, but Andy Reese and uh, Haley Van Leith, whatever her name is, they're, they're good, man. They got speaking of cheating, speaking of cheating in the NIL is LSU women. They went and bought Andy Reese. They bought the other point guard, the lefty girl from Louisville. It's they not got just that. I mean, baseball too. Remember, I mean Paul yeah, Sainz, LSU Fred cheats, from Air Force. man. I mean they 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 do a lot of chicken finger selling out there. I mean, what's that place called? The Chicken Finger Place out in Louisiana. Uh, uh, Selling these chicken fingers. But they are big sponsors and big of the uh, LSU program out there. Uh, God, I'm saying it, but I can't remember. Uh, Real quick, too, before we get to one last phone call, is Alabama basketball team will play Tennessee tomorrow. Nate Oates, of course, got public reprimanded by the SEC, Greg Sankey, about putting his hands on the opposing team. Uh, That was Missouri the other night, but that's all he got. No fine, no missed games. Uh, But I think it's going to be a great game, and I think Alabama is undefeated if they want to make that mark this year to be the standard in basketball, this is the game that they have to win against Tennessee. Should be fun. Should and be a Auburn. good game. They got Auburn next week at home. That's going to and be they got game. Auburn during the week, so you got two of the best teams in conference uh, here in the next five days. So, Canes, thank you, Dr. Crystal. Uh, Canes Chicken Fingers is the place that uh, supports LSU sports. But but I think Alabama it should be a great crowd at Coleman. Should be a great, great turnout, and so hopefully they'll be able to get things done. Well, uh, they, they, they play on the road at Tennessee. Oh, they're on the road at Tennessee, then yeah. they play Auburn at home, right? That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Misspoke there. No, you go. Uh, real quick, we do have one final phone call. Let's take that, um, Captain North. We got Tyler from Welcome Atlanta. In. What's up, Tyler? Tyler. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Coach, Coach they know about that. that preaching you were doing earlier, man. They call that hooting down here in the South, man. <laughs> what they call it? Hooting. He was doing a bunch okay. of hooting and hollering, huh? <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's good preaching right there, man. My dad's a pastor. But uh, listen, every day I wake up, man, I try to get close to more chance, and he's letting me down. I, mm. I cannot err on. I cannot err on the side of positivity. If it's, you know, I just think that this is complete negligence and arrogance, in, in my in my opinion, um, to not even let this kid go through spring ball to see if you can spin it to your liking. I understand that you got a guy that you've been developing, but to undermine the hard work and dedication that Nick Saban has been doing, recruiting this young man, um, who not, not only did he, he didn't even start out as a number one quarterback rank. He kind of worked his way up through talent evaluation. And so it's like, you're telling me that you trust your, your eye better than Nick Saban's eye, a guy who's the greatest coach of all time. And I'm just... Mm completely uh, distraught. I mean, if, if it's, I mean, it's just, I say it's just negligence. Um, the first thing he should have done, he should have never even brought him into for competition. Um, like, like you said, you should have been 
praising praising this young man, just trying to get to know him, establish a relationship with him, just seeing what you got. You know, if Coach DeBoer is fired, I guarantee uh, Coach and uh, Christian, the first thing he will say in a podcast, five, six years, whatever, three years from now, maybe tomorrow, hopefully, but um, (laughs) the first thing he'll say is, I I completely mismanaged and misunderstood how serious football is in SEC. I mismanaged my roster. I mismanaged my coaching staff. And I also underestimated the talent that Nick Saban uh, awarded me. Um, and if I can go back and change things, I would do things completely different. Um, I think I think that's going to be the first thing he's going to say. I mean, he just hasn't done anything within these eight days, seven days that he's been hired to show me that he's ready to compete in the SEC. I don't know about you all. And I just can't err on the side of positivity. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, I think we'll just have to wait. Yeah, I mean, un- until I know a little bit more kind of on the, the background of it, it's just tough to, to really say kind of how, again, and, and I'm sure you probably heard me, but I'll just say it, if the case was Julian Sand was planning on being here and they pushed him out, I think that would, be, to me, that'd be negligent on, on their their part, on this staff. However, if he was already leaving, he was already leaving. And then that's not a bad idea to bring in one of your guys, a young guy who's going to have uh, four years left of eligibility that you might have been high on. So, again, before I do any finger point, I, I, I'd rather get more of the facts. But I, I can understand uh, kind of where those thoughts would come from, just kind of from the surface level. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Uh, you know, I, I wish we could get Julia saying on the phone and have an interview. That's, that's what I'm going to try to do. But I'd love to hear what, what his thought process was. Yeah. Two things for Alabama Nation and Coach Support will be on NBC Network at 4 p.m. Central. Oh, wow. So, uh, so well, you, you said that's confirmed, so he'll be on SEC Network today? With Paul Feinbaum, 4 p.m. Central. With okay. Paul Feinbaum. Same, and, no, 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 Coach DeBoer. No, no, Coach DeBoer. Well, I'm, and, uh, I'll be tuned in. Well, maybe we'll have to do a video on that. Maybe we'll, we'll or maybe Ryan and the game, maybe they carry it live. Yeah, or, or, yeah or maybe Ryan and them uh, with the game will check that out. But, Tyler, we got to get out of here. Got to make room for Ryan Fowler. We appreciate you, man. Uh, hope to talk soon. Maybe next week. Yes, sir. That was Tyler from Atlanta. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's been tuned into the show. It's a new week, our first week of the new schedule, 12 to 2. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to everybody. Had a good week. We had a good week. Thank y'all. Thank y'all, you too. Yeah, clap clap it up for everybody, man. All the supporters, all listeners, man. It's been a phenomenal week. Again, thank you guys so much. Reminder about our friends over at Alumni Hall. If you're in need of any Alabama gear, officially licensed Alabama gear, that is. They've got the hat wall. They've got all these jackets. It's cold outside. They've got all you can think of right there at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. Or you can always go to alumnihall.com to check them out there. The two for 38 T's. All the great deals on alumni, excuse me, on Alabama gear right there at Alumni Hall for the ultimate Crimson Tide fans shot. We got to get out of here and make room for Ryan Fowler in the game right here on Tide 100.9. Appreciate everybody tuned in here. We'll see you guys soon, probably Monday, unless we do a podcast this weekend. You guys take care. This has been the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide sports. Thanks. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Go inside.